you feel beautiful? Do you look beautiful? Does one really affect the other? Welcome to Beauty Inside and Out with host Bonnie Bonadeo. In our show, we'll help you uncover your true self and unleash beauty that you never knew existed in order to be at your best, both inside and out. Now, here is your host, Bonnie Bonadeo. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Beauty Inside and Out. All right. So we're all aware that female empowerment is going on like crazy right now. And uh, it's time. I, I flat out, it is time. We need to have a voice. We need to have a very big voice. And I think that in voice includes not only um, finding ways to nurture ourselves and make sure that we're being present with what's going on in our lives and how that's connecting or impacting other people, but I think we also need to make sure that we have a voice to support other people in what's going on with them and not be afraid to speak up, stand up, and stand out a little bit. And then, of course, more importantly, to make sure that we have a voice because we deserve to have a voice just in its entirety. And uh, it's okay. It's really, it's okay to be able to be yourself and to speak up a little bit. And my guest is going to provide even more insight to that today. And that is Melissa Clark. And she is, she created the She Shift. So we are going to be She Shifting today, right, Melissa? Yes, we are. <laughs> Perfect. Good. Well, she's got, she's an author. She's a speaker. She's created this movement, I'm going to call it. She's going to share with us all about it and how we can all be involved in it. And why the She Shift even came about. And of course, Melissa, that's going to be in part you telling us a little bit about little Melissa and how this all came about. Sure. So, yeah, I mean, talking, speaking about that when, you know, when I was younger, I did have a lot of passions and goals and drive and thoughts of kind of where I wanted to go with my life. Um, I've always been passionate about writing. So I started off writing poetry and, uh, you know, as I, evolved and grew older and um, got into different industries. The, the fascinating part is that I've actually always worked in male-dominated industries. <laughs> so doing what I'm doing now with women is incredible. And I think also growing as a person and going through my own life experiences and becoming more confident in my own life uh, has also helped me to get to a point to want to help others and empower, help them empower their lives and build their confidence. So, you know, again, going back, my path actually did not go any way that I thought it would. So I really uh, had dreamed of moving to New York City. I'm from New York, uh, upstate New York, moving to New York City, starting a career there. And my path just didn't go the way I thought it was. And I always tell people that's actually okay because it brought me to where I am today, which I'm very thankful and fortunate. And I, as I said, I've, I've worked in male-dominated industries, but I, a few years ago, I wanted to pursue my passion of writing a little bit more. So I wrote a children's book and I self-published that in 2015. And the message of that is that we're all special and unique in our own way. So I've worked mm -hmm. with bullying organizations and it's really to instill that message into young children, especially nowadays, because there's a lot of issues with bullying. Um, and, and then, you know, I, I actually became very passionate about the wellness industry. Um, I am a product of working full time and, and, um, you know, doing all of these things in life. And it's something that, you know, I ended up becoming very stressed. I was, um, you know, I went through kind of a period where I 
wanted to be able to slow down a little bit and um, find a way of reducing the stress and anxiety. Mm -hmm. So um, I got into the wellness field for a while. And meaning that I actually am a Reiki practitioner, which is a Japanese healing art. And it helped me. So I wanted to be able to help other people, especially people working and balancing life and family and all of these things. So it really helped me. Um, so again, I wanted to help other people with that. And there was a point where I was, I say, I really say I was organically pulled into this um, really time where I became more engaged with empowering women and going to networking events and, and seeing, I was kind of visualizing all of these things happening in the world. It was really before the Me Too and all of these things happening. So I just started seeing these women-led conferences and um, you know these organizations within my own community that were geared towards empowering women. So I became a little more involved in that and something um, kind of just inside me wanted to focus on that area. And I had contributed to a couple books at that time. There were compilation books about people's life stories. So I thought, what a, you know, what a great idea it would be to put together a book with women in business, a compilation book, and ask all of these women the same questions. But I knew that everybody was going to have a different story and a mm -hmm. different background and different business advice. So, um, you know, at that time, I said, oh, there's something happening here. There's this movement and this shift taking place. And that's really where it all started with the book. And then it evolved into a full brand and business from there. Oh, that's fantastic. So, yeah, so I, I totally get that. I mean, it was kind of like this evolution was coming. Yeah. Um, women, we, you know, we've been working Here's the truth. We've been out there working for a really long time and it wasn't about having a voice and it wasn't about, you know, trying to empower. It was about survival. It was, mm -hmm. we had to be out there. We had to make this work. We had to be two person working families. We had to make sure that our, you know, that our children were provided for in a, in a different style than how we grew up. And so, you know, I, I don't think it was, ever designed you know this this mo movement that we're in with women right it wasn't designed to be able to not show up it was just finding the right time where we could stop and breathe and go okay I'm over this and <laughs> take our lives back yes and I feel that you know I feel that again I was I'm visualizing and living this and I feel that where I am in my own life I'm in between the women, the seasoned business women, and the millennial women. So I'm kind of in the middle. Mm -hmm. And I think it's fascinating because I've learned a lot. And I feel like I have a lot of those qualities of both categories. Yeah. So I feel like I've learned a lot. And there's been you know women who have been in business or entrepreneurs for 30 years. And now you see this wave of these millennial women who are so innovative and so driven and are, you know, they're part of this great movement as well. And I feel like I'm right in the middle and I can kind of be a part of both. And, you know, it's, it is, it's an amazing thing that, like you said, um, the time when women, right, it was survival. It wasn't, um, you know, and also women were really trying to move in corporate, in the corporate space. And, you know, part of my book talks about, 
Um, the National Business Council, there's now over 10 million women in the U.S. who are entrepreneurs. So you see this whole, not only women advancing in the, in the corporate space and, um, you know, really becoming more confident and changing the roles there, but also as entrepreneurs, you see more and more women starting their own businesses. And what, one of the things I love, and it's in the book, it talks about co-working spaces, women, female co-working spaces. So you see a lot more of those um, locations and places all around the country. And I mentioned a few of them in my book. One's The Wing, and that's in New York City. One's uh, Rise Collaborative Workspace, and that's based out of St. Louis. But everybody's expanding. And there are these communities of business women who are not only looking, you know, they're looking for a place, uh, an actual location, but it's also about that support around them. So I feel like those are physical locations, but then there's so many organizations. One's a, one person in my book, she's a millennial and she created Lady Boss Blogger. And that is a virtual um, platform for women to go. And it's, you know, again, connecting with women uh, virtually. So now you have people starting these organizations and um, empowerment groups and communities. And then you have these, you know, large um these co-working spaces and going moving all over the the world and then you also have the virtual space so i think there's all of these different platforms and all of these different resources that women uh, can take advantage of to either connect with other like-minded people mm -hmm. or also see and find uh various resources to help them in their businesses so i feel like i always say you know, we're not, it's not stepping on each other's toes anymore. It's really lifting each other up and kind of yeah. giving each other a boost. So I like to look at it that way because um, I'm, I feel like I'm a part of that. And, mm -hmm. uh, and I always focus on with women really what they're doing. So the book is about, it's really focuses on what these women are doing and achieving. I really like to focus in the attention on that and on this positive, um, <clears throat> positivity and what they're doing and achieving and putting out into the world, um, kind of as opposed to focusing so much on what we aren't receiving as women or, um, and there is a reality of certain things um, in certain industries and, you know, certain, certain issues where, um, where, you know, women aren't treated equally, but I feel like yeah, for what still I exists think, after does, all this it time, does, it does. It still exists. Yeah, it does. I, and it I does. think that the, the more that we create these tribes for us to feel safe in and not feel competitive in the the more these next generations that you're talking about and that we're relating to on a, on a, on a much more powerful level. Mm -hmm. um, I, I think that that's where the real change is going to be. Yes. I, I think there's still, and you, you tell me, because I, I still see it. I still see it where women are afraid to be as vulnerable as they need to be. They're afraid to open up. They're afraid to share. They, um, they still feel like other women don't have their back. Yes. And, and it's yes. it, still a bit of a cat fight going on there, out there. And, and, you know, damn, I wish all these housewife shows would just go away because all it's doing is promoting that. You know, and that's, uh, I have heard that feedback from women, uh, like you said, some people don't feel like there's as much of um, a supportive community. From my own experiences and from what I'm viewing as the bigger picture, I feel like I'm looking at this as a bigger picture and I do see, um, and from the examples in my book and from the women I've talked to and 
just again in my own community and virtually, I do feel like these opportunities of empowerment are growing. Um, and yeah, I mean, I think that's the other thing is definitely with um, with media and yourself and what you're doing. Um, it's we live in that culture of comparison and. Um, I, I mean, and I could talk about that, you know, all day long, but it's something where I feel that, yeah, if you're focused in on, on your goals and what you're doing and, and you do have those supportive resources or connections and have mentors um, and not just, you know, I've learned from, I learned from those seasoned business women and I also learned from the millennial women. So yeah. I feel like you're open and, you know, I'm very, that's that's kind of the way I operate too, is I'm very open to learning and adapting and changing if I need to. Um, so I think I'm fascinated just by meeting so many interesting people and just for my own experiences, seeing what's happening with the empowerment groups and the co-working spaces and the women starting their own companies and more of these mentor programs, um, more of these leadership training classes, things like that that are offered. Uh, I think I think our culture is seeing this change. And I also think women are just, it's just organically happening. I really think mm-hmm. that this change and things that are happening are, it's just organically shifting. It's by design. I mean, I don't, yeah. I don't think anything is a coincidence. It's by design that we're in this place to be able to kind of like start feeling more comfortable with where we're at and not having to ha- measure it with the same way that we've had to measure it or that we've had to measure it up against a different gender in the past. Yeah. Um, and I think, I think women are, they realize that, Hey, if I want to do it all, I have to have some, I have to have some ability to have freedom that I choose mm-hmm. and still be able to make a living and still be able to take care of my family and still be able to do the things that I enjoy doing um, and make those connections with the women that I want to connect with. But it's, you know, it, it's hard. It's we, we, we kind of reach this age in life where we don't have those close relationships with women as much. They seem to be more acquaintances or business things that you're gathering with these women. And I, it's important to have that. Yes. And I do believe, you know, with empowerment and I always talk about leadership and empowerment and confidence, it really starts within yourself. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it, believing in yourself, believing that you can follow these passions and do all of, accomplish all of these things. I feel, you know, if I didn't believe that I could write a book or I could start a business or I can do all of these things, I mean, that's where it really starts. And then having that core confidence and that foundation. And then from there, you know, getting that support and those resources. But I think it has to be within you to have the confidence um, and, and, you know, start from that feeling first. And then from there, you're, you're motivated. And then also, from there, you can have that support around you, um, not actually basing your own accomplishments or goals or passions off of you know other people's approval or anything like that. I think it really has to come from within yourself. And I always say that about myself. All of the things I've accomplished, it's nothing that anybody else can't do. It's really just the fact that I, I did a lot of research. I worked really hard and I took the steps. And I feel that anybody can do the same thing. So I don't think I'm an exception to any anything that, um, you know, anybody else can, can accomplish. And so I always like to say that because, uh, you know, I feel that if you have the passion and 
it is actually a lot of uh, really about putting your head down and doing the work and not letting all of those external things get in, you know, and um, the, the media and comparing yourself with others. And, um, and don't get me wrong. I mean, as an entrepreneur and doing things in these projects, it's hard and it's consistent. And there's times when, you know, it's easy to say, well, I'm just not going to do this anymore because mm-hmm. it's very hard. And that's the reality of it. So um, I think what drives me is my passion. And my ultimate passion is always about helping people at the end of the day. And that's really what the She Shift, it's a platform for people. So it's a platform to really build up other people. So, you know, I think that's what's always kept me going is that drive and passion to help other people. Because there's days where, yeah, I mean, it's it's been a really, it's been a interesting and at times difficult journey and you're you're kind of the person to you know you give yourself a pep talk or you can talk yourself out of things so to be in that position um it's it can be challenging but if you have that passion and drive I feel like anybody is able to accomplish and if you have those outside resources that are supportive and that's what I think people you know should should seek out mentors and people that really support them and help build them up not tear them down and and um and that will really, you know, it will, you start with your own confidence and, and motivation, but I feel like that will help boost it. So, yeah, yeah. When we get, we're going to take a break here in a couple of minutes here, Melissa. And, you know, what, and really what I, what I want to hear, you know, from you is where, where are you, where you still were struggling and what brought you to this next part here mm-hmm. and, you know, and how that, how that story can really help other women to be more empowered because, we could all come from this very logistical side of us, you know, this very logical side of us that says, you know, I, I just hunkered down, pulled up my big girl panties and made it happen. Mm-hmm. But we're all not in that same space of thinking we can make it happen. And I think that sometimes the inspiration of failing can bring us to that next point. The inspiration of giving up and thinking we're worthless can then bring us to a, 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 a degree of worth. Mm-hmm. And I think we're sometimes afraid to release that message mm-hmm. that it doesn't have to be true. Yeah. It doesn't even have to have any evidence to support it. It's just sometimes how we feel about ourselves based on our upbringing, our circumstances, things that might have experiences that have, might have happened to us at a younger age that we haven't processed completely as an adult. And then we kind of get tied into we're a certain way and that's the way we are and we're not going to change. And I don't believe that to be the case. I, I, I believe that everybody has the opportunity to be able to achieve things. And sometimes they just need to find that person that is closest to who they are to see that inspiration in themselves for it. And I think that's what she shift is is certainly on a path to do for other women and other people. So, all right, we're going to take a break real quick, but I just want to kind of do a quick note that, you know, we're going into, uh, we're going into the holidays. We're going into a new year. My goodness, all of this stuff is happening so fast. Um, and the Beauty Inside and Out show is going to continue on for a whole nother year. And I'm going to have a new feel, a new brand, and we're going to have a lot more opportunities for people to participate, like Melissa, who's an author of the She Shift book that's joining us today. 
And so if you're interested, we have some openings going into 2019 and we would love to hear from you. We'd love to put you on this platform and be able to share what you have to offer as well. And um, definitely stay tuned for the next the remaining shows that are going to happen this year, because next month in December, we're going into our month talking about relationships, relationships with a loved one a significant other, relationships with money, and then, of course, relationships with ourselves and beauty. So you'll definitely want to partake with us through the month of December. But we're going to take a break. And when we come back, Melissa Clark, the author of She Shift and um, the founder of the She Shift movement here, is going to tell us a little bit more of, you know, how this path happened for her and what she wants to do for you to be a She Shifter as well. Stay with us. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Are you looking to uncover your authentic self? Looking to improve your communication, selling, or public speaking skills? Discover Naked Audience Productions trainings on public speaking, leadership, sales, and healing. Mastering the art of authentic communications can change your life in many ways. From promotions to profits to enhancing any relationship, whether it's business or personal, finding and speaking your naked truth is a beautiful thing. Visit www.napevents.com or call 877-319-2403. That's napevents.com or 877-319-2403. What's your coffee story? The one that defines who you truly are in a relaxing setting. It's where you share your memories, plan for the future, and talk about the now. My Favorite Coffee Story is here with host Aniko Samoji. We invite you to listen in and share your coffee stories too. Bring your friends or just stop by as we talk about coffee and the inspiring stories that touch our lives every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to Beauty Inside and Out with Bonnie Bonadeo. If you have a question or comment about our show, please send an email to Bonnie at BonnieBonadeo.com. That's Bonnie at BonnieBonadeo.com. Now back to Beauty Inside and Out. Hi, everybody. Welcome back. So on the break here, my guest, Melissa Clark, she is from The She Shift, and she's the author of The She Shift book as well, which is a a collaboration of other women that have um, found moments of empowerment that they want to share and bring forth and, and inspire other women Um, And we were talking on the break about doing marathons, something I have no intentions of doing at this point in my life. But I'm really amazed with people that take on something like that, that that can create that 
that mental and physical transformation. And I think sometimes um, that that type of transformation is, it's available to everybody. It's just, where do we focus our energy to be able to do that? So writing a book, writing a book is a, is a huge, you know, uh, mental and physical and very demanding project to be able to take on. And I was on a radio show earlier um, and I said that, you know, I am just a woman that does too much. I, I just, I, I like having my hands in a few things, not just one thing. I've never been able to be ultra focused on one thing. I love everything that I do. Of course, the things that I don't love, um, I really, I hire people to do those things because I'm at that point in my life where if I don't love it, I do not want to be spending my time doing it. So it's, it's managing those things that I love to do and continuing to grow and build. But I know this is a big issue for women, Melissa, is, is the doing too much um, and feeling like they have to, I don't know, maybe you can give me some insight based on what women shared in your book. Why do we feel like we have to do too much? You know, and like you said, I think that so many women feel that way because we're multitaskers naturally. And, you know, we think that, um, I feel, even speaking from my own experience, working and balancing life and um, starting my own business. And and if you look at my business, you'll see it's multifaceted. So I have several things because I'm passionate about so many different things. And I'm like, how can I get everything under one brand? Um, because I really am so passionate about so many different things. So I'm managing it. But, you know, speaking about, and just to rewind about my past a little bit and how I found Reiki and how it helped me, because, you know, I think I was at a point in life where, you know, you try to do so much and sometimes it takes a physical and mental toll on you. So Mm -hmm. I think there's times in your life where you do, get to that point and you realize that I'm one person, I really can't do everything. Um, So with that practice, it really did help me kind of speaking of energy and, you know, just focusing and help me to manage stress or manage my life and balance things. And, you know, being that uh, working full time and having a business and having a home life, uh, managing and balancing all of those things, I think, part of that. And one of the pieces of my business is actually working with wellness and women's leadership because they are intertwined and how we take care of ourselves actually plays into our everyday lives, our work life, our family life. So, you know, as a person, I kind of had to create this structure in life and do a lot of preparation. And that's really how I do balance and live my life. And, um, you know, but the other part of it is also accepting which is really hard for women, I think, um, accepting that we can't take on the world and do everything even though we want to. And, you know, there's a lot of different sayings, like we can have it all, we just can't have it all at once. Um, (laughs) (laughs) You know, and things come in stages in life. And I think accepting that and being okay with that is just something that it's an internal feeling that we have to kind of accept. So one of the women in my book, Tiffany Ann Beverlin, she's amazing. And she created Dreams Recycled, which is a platform for divorced women. And her story really is about, uh, she ended up uh, 
being divorced and trying to go back to work full time. She was a stay-at-home mom for years and trying to go back to work and having a difficult time finding a job. And she created this platform. She had a dream one night Mm -hmm. and she created um, this business based on this dream called Dreams Recycled because she, in her dream, she couldn't sell her wedding ring. And and so this platform allows women to recycle their life, you know, but she always talks, you know, in my, in my book, I I laugh because she's, she's really comical. And um, she talks about trying to be the single mom and balancing life and, um, one of her references is like riding a unicycle while trying to balance an omelet on her head, you know, and doing all of these things. And then she says at one point she realized she didn't have to make homemade Halloween costumes and she didn't have to do all of these things for her kids to be happy or, you know, it's just, she, she accepted things as they were and was doing her best. And she worked her business around it. She would do calls at night with people um, who were in, I think, different areas. But it was while her kids, you know, were were asleep or whatever the case was. And, um, you know, so she worked her business around her life as well. So I think it's a lot of accepting and then balancing. But also with that is when we spread ourselves too thin, which I'm, you know, definitely one of those people who try to get my hands Mm -hmm. in different things, um, you realize that you're actually less productive when you do that. And oh, you really are. Yeah. yeah. You really are. So Focus is focus. I mean, it's kind of like, you know, which way you paddle and down the river. Yes. It's, you know, it's I mean, which, yeah, yeah, it's, it's all about being able to kind of like, kind of go with the flow, but we, we really get stuck in going with the flow because we force ourselves to probably try too hard or do too much or, yeah. Please, yes, many. yes, and then are pleasers. <laughs> it's true, and actually, you know, there's been times I was a yes person for my whole life. You know, I always like to help people, and you know, wherever I can. And there just came a point where I internally felt um, there were times when I just had to start saying no. You know, I can't be here, and I can't, or I have to focus on certain things. And actually in that, I did feel, um, internally, I felt okay. And it actually was a feeling that, um, you know, because I was saying yes, but internally I knew I was spreading myself too thin, you know? And so mm-hmm. I think that um, when I said, no, I, I can't do this. And, and I always tell people, if I can't give 100% to something, then it's, you know, sometimes it's, it's not the right timing or whatever the case is, not that I don't want to help or whatever the case is. But um, also having a business and, and, and balancing my own life, I've had to really cut back on certain things or refocus my own attention on what I'm doing. Um, and that's been really important for me, uh, uh, just in my, my own self and my own goals. And I think in that, you know, again, balancing and not creating this, I'm really big, again, going back to the wellness and just that internal wellness and thriving within ourselves because we have to be thriving in ourselves and within our own well-being to be able to thrive in life and business and help other people and do all of these things. And I don't think creating a culture of burnout or even within your own life, it doesn't help in any way. So I think, you know, spreading Mm -hmm. ourselves thin, I think, but I think a lot of women struggle with that. And I've presented at um, different events and yeah, especially moms and, and I don't have children, but you know, I do have a lot of things happening in life, but I think especially for moms, it's, it's really hard balance. And some moms are, you know, it's hard for them to focus on their business if they have kids. 
um, because they don't want to take away from the family, of course. And so I think, you know, it's, um, I think having some supportive women around you to say, it's okay. I really promote self-wellness and self-focus because I don't think it's about us self-centered. I think it's about taking care of ourselves so that we can be at our best in life for ourselves and our families. Absolutely. And I think wellness plays a big part in that. And um, if we're not taking care of ourselves, we're certainly not going to be capable of taking care of others. Right. Um, and I love all the wellness modalities, like you talked about Reiki. And I think people people probably don't have a great understanding of that. But all, all last month, um, in the month of October, it was, a, it was wellness month. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I had some great doctors, some great naturopaths, some great aromatherapists and, you know, Chinese medicine doctor. And there was just a lot of really great information in there. And I, you know, I can't just be the person that says, oh, you're a great guest. Thank you so much. I realized I had to be in action. Sure. And each and every one of my guests, I played a role in being in action with them. I bought their products or I did their free consultation. I participated fully in what they were sharing because I felt like it was time I put wellness as a priority in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, and because I want to do more. Mm-hmm. I don't want to do less because I'm not well. I want to do more and yeah. share what I have to offer with others so that they can have more as well. And when I'm talking about more and having more, it's more joy. It's more happiness. It's more peace. It's more, you know, emotional stability. It's that's my more. It's not things and money and, you know, uh, stuff. It's, sure. it's being able to have that time with my family because Definitely. I'm not working. And yeah. I think that that's, yeah, and that's, it is. And I think that me being a product of going through a stressful time and, and um, you know, I speaking from a lot of experience and that's where, when I work with other people, that's really where it comes from is I've been down that road. So I want to help other women be able to get to their best place and then thrive in their businesses and in their lives because, you know, you want to wake up every day and live a happy life. And, and mm-hmm. like you said, you really want to be strategic too. I'm, I'm pretty strategic with time because, you know, and I am one person and there's times where I'm like, you know what, I have a full to-do list. And if I accomplish, that's what I tell people. If you accomplish a few things on that list a week, set a goal, you set realistic goals. And if you accomplish things, be okay with that. And just say, you know what, I can't do everything. I want to take the time I want to stop at a certain time of day, spend time with my family, do whatever, you know, spend time with myself, you know, because sometimes, you know, it's nice to just have some me time and, yeah. um, you know, and I think that it's just being okay with that. And, uh, and it's hard to get to that point, but, um, you know, and that's why there's people like me out there talking about it because it is okay. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah, to- it, it absolutely is. And I think that, I think that we're kind of up against um, uh, the big, the big word called perfectionism too. You know, Um, there's so much judgment going on in the world and, you know, we're afraid to put ourselves out there for fear that the haters are going to come back and just, you know, destroy us. Um, And that, you know, that fear is the fear that we need to just like say it's, you know, enough. I'm going to do it anyway because this feels right. It feels the direction I want to go into and it doesn't have to be perfect. And I, and I, and I know this is probably something when you were creating the compilation of all of your co-authors with you on the book that everybody wanted something to feel perfect. And, you know, some people were like, but I'm not really a writer, but you know, I need help or I got to have somebody write it for me because I want it to be perfect. And I think that perfectionism 
because we're so accessible to what's good and what's bad now. Mm-hmm. It's not just kind of like culturally what's around us or how we grew up or within our own community. We are measuring things against a global perfection. Sure. And I, and I agree in talking about the book and, and that's, that was really, really important to me was um, keeping the integrity of the people and their stories and their voice. You know, that was important to me. Um, You know, you go through an editing process, but I really wanted to keep that because I think authenticity, you know, you can't, there's nothing like being authentic. And I pride myself on that in my life and my business and um, I always say lead by reflection, not by perfection, because I'm looking wow, at my good. I like that. I like that. <laughs> Thank you. And just leading by a good example. I'm never going to be perfect, you know, in life and business and everything else. But I know what I put out there has a positive message for people. I my at the end of the day, all I want to do is inspire other people and whether it be to start their own business or with other people's stories. And that's really why I'm that platform. Um, and and a lot of times I say it's not really about me. It's really about building this platform and meet, basically highlighting other people and their stories because I find their story fascinating. Um, but it's really about also being that example and leading with a positive message and a positive life. So that's what I try and strive to do. I love that. I just posted on our Facebook page to our followers here, lead by reflection, not perfection, because that was that's very powerful. And I, and I think that's a good reminder to... Um, you know, not only looking at our lives and trying to just relax a little bit and have a little mm-hmm. bit more peace in it, but to connect more with the people that that you admire or that you, you know, think there's something, they have something to be able to offer you to be able to have more of that balance. Yes. Or and more I- of that joy or more of that happiness or even success at this point. And um, I would love to see women reach out and be more have more mentors that are women and be more mentors to other women. Yes, definitely. And, you know, also leading by reflection is we all, you know, again, we're not perfect. So people can learn actually from our trials and errors and things. And, you know, you can learn from other mm-hmm. people's um, challenges, life challenges too. And I'm a huge proponent proponent of empowering women, but I always say empowering the next generation of female leaders. So in my business, I also incorporate things that are focused on helping young girls build their confidence and starting at an early age because, you know, I went through my own insecurities in life and situations and Mm -hmm. I was very shy, wasn't, I did not like public speaking, but I realized, you know, at one point I have this powerful message and it's not about me. It's about what my message for the world and, uh, and, you know, getting out of your comfort zone and doing all of these things, but it took, it's not, you know, I wasn't just this way. It took years and, and a lot of experiences and being kind of, I'd say quote, pushed out of my comfort zone because, uh, through different jobs and things like that, but it's, it's, you know, a process and, and I think starting with girls young and instilling not just outer beauty, of course, but like that inner beauty. What are your what are your talents? What are your skills? You know, mm-hmm. you can follow your passions and you can be good at that. And, you know, you can do something with that. And just being that um, mentor, as you said, and role model for young girls. Yeah. because and, um, and even young girls being mentors for other young girls and yes, supporting definitely. them. I mean, it's 
it goes hand in hand. We really have to do that. Okay, we're going to take another break real quick. So stay with us, everybody, because my guest, Melissa, is going to come back. We're going to talk a little bit more about her book, The She Shift, and how we can all get involved and support um, this opportunity to be the mentors out there to other women. All right, stay with us. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Are you looking to uncover your authentic self? Looking to improve your communication, selling, or public speaking skills? Discover Naked Audience Productions trainings on public speaking, leadership, sales, and healing. Mastering the art of authentic communications can change your life in many ways. From promotions to profits to enhancing any relationship, whether it's business or personal, finding and speaking your naked truth is a beautiful thing. Visit www.napevents.com or call 877-319-2403. That's napevents.com or 877-319-2403. Are you ready for a disaster? If you are like many people in the world, that answer may sadly be no. Disasters happen unexpectedly to people just like you every day. Tune into Preparing for the Unexpected with business continuity and disaster planning expert, Alex Bullock. The show will not only help you better prepare for a disaster itself, but also to prepare you, your place of employment and community for the aftermath, emotionally, financially, and with a better level of awareness and a stronger feeling of resiliency. Tune in Thursdays at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 6 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to Beauty Inside and Out with Bonnie Bonadeo. If you have a question or comment about our show, please send an email to bonnie at bonniebonadeo.com. That's bonnie at bonniebonadeo.com. Now back to Beauty Inside and Out. Welcome back, everybody. We are she-shifting through this segment here. Uh, my guest is Melissa Clark, and she is the author of She Shift and also the founder of the She Shift. Um, and it's really... You know, give give us that what it is so we can kind of make it very descriptive in this segment right here. Sure. So the She Shift is a brand that's focused on promoting and empowering women and young girls through various products and services. So I have my book. I do PR. I've been in marketing for years. So I help other women promote their businesses through PR and marketing. I have a podcast. I have a line of inspirational apparel for women. Um, I have a superhero letter for young girls. And so there's different pieces and segments, yes, for for women and girls. And that's what it's about. It's about empowering, inspiring um, women and girls. And I also have my segment or my piece focused on wellness and women's leadership. And that's really to instill that confidence and help women get to the next level in their lives and businesses. So I have audio guides and, um, and do the speaking as well. Yeah. So Melissa also has a podcast, which I'm going to be on following this. And um, I'll 
for sure put that out so you guys can hear our podcast together as well. Um, okay, so I love this. We're, we were talking on the break about mentorship. You know, what are we doing to mentor others? So I love everything that you shared that She Shift is about. You know, you have a book. You have ways to be able to do it. You're in the marketing and advertising business, which you said was prominently a, a male-dominated business. Yes, and then I do marketing for actually with the She Shift to help you know, other women, like I said. Right. So and then, of course, so here you are, you're this full-time employee, this person that's in the corporate world, but you also have this business. You've also written a book. You also are helping to mentor other women. You're guiding young women and, and you know, our, our younger generation to have more empowerment and more confidence to be in the world. And so you are one of those women that can do it all. <laughs> well, thank you. And, uh, and, you know, like I said, it's really, it is that balance. But And speaking of that, and just kind of, again, backing up and what led me and brought me to this place is, uh, you know, working full time and I was doing the Reiki and um, had the children's book. And I think at that time, I also had created the inspirational apparel. So I was kind of trying to figure out how to piece all of these things together. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I was passionate about all of these things. And there came a point where when I was inspired to do the book, it really came to a point where, like I said, I was being kind of organically pulled. I almost feel like it was this organic feeling of yeah. I, that that's what I was really meant to be doing. Um, I had actually, in addition to the book, I had started a local television show in my community and I was in, interviewing women in businesses, but that actually branched out to my podcast because I wanted to reach women all over. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I had the line of inspirational apparel and doing all of that. So I did have to make a choice at one point and decide to either continue with Reiki and doing that and everything with, you know, that part or shift myself and my business and my focus into something else. So that's really what ended up happening. Happening, I kind of had to leave a segment behind and start brand new. So, you know, I, when I started with the book, I decided to put everything under this brand. So, you know, there's all the different facets, but I spent, you know, a lot of time speaking of getting things done. I spent months and months and months creating content, writing, uh, research, you know, all of these things, creating presentations, creating audio guides, you know, right. I, re- I wrote and recorded my own audio guides and all of these things. And then working on the book, the book was a year and a half of work. And, um, so it really was a process, but I could see this bigger picture and I kind of saw the vision of, of the end product, but it was getting there. And um, again, I had to leave some things behind. I, I couldn't focus on all of those different pieces. It had to be, you know, I wanted to build a brand, so it really had to make sense. And I had to kind of say, well, you know, I, I and I was okay with it. I just, this yeah, thank you. Kind of, yeah, I was okay with it. And the, the piece with Reiki, and I love it so much, and the wellness, and that's how, you know, incorporating the wellness and the women's leadership through the audio guides and presenting and um, consulting, I feel like that's still my way of incorporating it. It's just in a different sense. So, um, you know, it's, but yeah, it's it was really something where I had to say, you know, I have to kind of choose what I want to focus right. on. I love that you I love that you use the word choice and and it wasn't sacrifice mm. you had to choose yeah. because I think I think that in itself is a very empowering process um, for women to adapt to you know we've been acting like we've had to sacrifice 
things yeah. in life in order to be parents and moms. And we've had to sacrifice things in order, you know, to be married and be called a wife. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I don't think the word sacrifice should be a part of our vocabulary anymore. I think it's choice. We, we get to choose because, you know, that all the things I'm doing, I'm choosing to do them. And there are times that I have to put things on the back burner mm-hmm. in order to focus more fully on other things. Yes. And, and I, you know, it, it's, I think it's just part of the process of us being able to decide. And like you said, which is, a, you know, a big, big, big topic of mine that I'm, you know, that I, I really spend an enormous amount of time off radio talking about is you have to have a brand because it's the brand that is then going to connect with the type of followers you're looking for. Definitely. And, and your, she, your she shift brand is designed to be able to do that. Yeah. And that's a good point because I'm just going back, you know, I feel that if you accomplish and you, you know, I did part of, I did the Reiki and I did that, you know, I focused on that for a while. And I feel like if you have a time in your life where you can focus on something and it's just for a period of time, I feel internally, I feel good about that. So, you know, I spent some time doing that and you have to refocus. And it's interesting because at that time, people were saying to me, you know, I know you do all of these things, but I'm not really quite sure, you know, they were a little confused. So yeah. I feel that when you build a brand, <laughs> yeah, I mean, they were like, I know you do you know, you have the book, I know you do the apparel, but you know, I'm really not even sure what you do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they're like, I know you do a lot of different things, but so it, for me, and that's something I learned at a conference as well. Somebody said, when you have a business, what three words do you, do you want your audience to associate with your business? And your words really should correlate with theirs. And, and because you want the message, the right message to be going out there. And you definitely don't want people to be confused about you, your brand and what you're offering. Um, so I think to making that clear and having a clear and concise brand. And I did get that feedback a few times. So people were like, you, you need to kind of create something mm-hmm. that makes sense. And so that's what I was trying to do, but it was almost like, you know, it just wasn't really coming together in the way I wanted it to. So um, it's, and I ended up with what I have. So I, I'm happy about that. Yeah. Oh, that's really good. And that's really good advice. And it's, it's, I think it's a big part of it. You know, we have to We have to believe that in this ability to be able to empower other women and share ourselves with them, it, it, it comes with the good and the bad. It comes with the mistakes we've made and the lessons we've learned. It comes with the successes we've had and the, you know, the, the, the path we took in order to find that success. Yeah. And I really do think there's a time now that, that people want to hear these stories. They want to hear how you got there. They want to know that they can, you know, maybe they want to start a business too, but they see that, listen, you didn't just like, you know, jump ship and start your business. You realize there's a process to refining the, what you're doing and how you're putting it out there with the intent of what your future looks like. So what does the future look like for SheShift? You know, it's interesting because I feel that I'm just really getting started in this journey. Even though I worked on content for so long, I actually only launched at the end of June. Mm -hmm. So I feel that I'm a person who years ago tried to plan out my life and did all of that. And it didn't go (laughs) any way I thought it would. So I'm one of those people who takes everything day by day. I have goals, but I also, I've accomplished a lot of my goals, but I also take everything day by day and appreciate what I have in that moment. And I'm really trying hard to focus on those things and being grateful and focus on what I have going on in that moment. Um, 
while, you know, seeing this bigger picture, of course, but I feel that I've accomplished a lot and I'm helping people along the way. And I think, you know, where I see, see things going is just inspiring more women, um, building my platform and really being able to connect with more people and connect people to other people. That's really important. Yeah. It's, it's a big part of how we're going to succeed as women into the, into the next, you know, millennium into the next future and how to be able to support these generations to to do that to make the connection happen all right so tell us where we can find your book and how we can be a part of she shift sure so my website is the she shift.com and i'm on linkedin under melissa clark and then also on instagram twitter and facebook under the she shift she shift perfect so you guys buy the book she shift because there's um i think there's going to be some good stories in there and i and i can probably guarantee that one of them is going to relate to you um do you have a she shift another she shift book coming out uh no this one at this point i have this one and it's available on amazon and you can also go on my website and it leads you to the amazon link so or people can contact me directly uh either way so at this point you know i just launched this in june so my goal is to really get it out there and just connect more women to it because I think there's at least one story. There's 25 women. So there's one story in the book that I believe everyone, every woman can, and um, men too, um, can relate to. So yeah, make a, it'll make a good, it'll make a good gift. So uh, find that on Amazon. It's called the, there's the book called the she shift. Yes. The she shift. Okay, great. And um, the she shift.com is where you can find Melissa. Melissa, thank you so much. Thank you so much, Bonnie. For uh, being a part of Beauty Inside and Out. Because remember, we're not just about beauty on the outside. We're always about what it takes to be on the inside in order to be that fantastic person and have that beautiful life. That's always where we're going. Now, I know in America here, we're going into a holiday next Thursday. So I have an encore presentation set up. And because we've been focusing a lot on women and a lot on wellness. Um, I wanted to do a replay of a guest I had last year during the uh, Movember movement. It was for men. And he is, uh, it's Tom Chapman. And he really puts a lot of emphasis on being able to make sure that, you know, guys have a voice in the barbershop world. And that, um, you know, suicide is at, at highest rate it's ever been. And of course, we all know that, you know, it's it it looks like the the white male that is 25 that is has the highest rate of suicide. And he knows that those are the type of men that also go in the barbershop. And so he has very, very intimate conversations about where they're at with their health and wellness in a safe place called the barbershop. So you're going to hear Tom Chapman next week. And then again, don't forget to join us in December for the relationship series. Um, we have a gal that's coming on that's going to talk about uh, the second time around, how to have a successful relationship second time around, or maybe third or fourth or whatever that is for you. It's okay. Um, you deserve to have love and you deserve to be loved um, in life. And that's what we think about here on Beauty Inside and Out. Thank you, Melissa. Thank you for bringing She Shift to uh, focus. And um, I want to help you in any way I can to be able to make this movement bigger than life. So let me know if there's anything I can do with you in the future. And in the meantime, everybody, remember that it's about connecting to the BU in beauty. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to Beauty Inside and Out. Please join your host, Bonnie Bonadeo, again next Thursday afternoon at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a great week.